5-4-3-2-1. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to be talking about mail and growth today. And, uh, you know, some days I'm a little more relaxed. Things are going well at home. And um, the little girls, my new granddaughter, is doing well. Uh, so let's get over to the fun. Okay. So, Skeechers, big announcements here. Let's go. This is Doja Cat versus Doja Cat. In, in sketch, I call it Skeechers. I have my Skeechers on right now. Uh, I found out that there's a great sort of fall, winter, spring shoe that you can get that's great for the motorcycle. Waterproof, wonderful. And it's from Skechers. Doja Cat versus Doja Cat. For all the different sides of you, there's Uno. Okay. Skechers, the Uno, the one. Okay. And, uh, you know, action and adventure and lots of color. And uh, they don't say the name enough for my money. I would put it somehow all over the place. But, you know, what do I know? Nothing about broadcast media spots i've been in one and helped no i've been in two i've been in yeah maybe three um you know back when i was a model uh in case you noticed you know something in my beard um those are the last black hairs of my beard so you know some people pull out the gray <laughs> if i did i'd have a very thin beard anyway so let's get over to the uh let's get over to the the story behind Skechers. Okay, Doja fight catches fight. Doja cat fights Doja cat. Okay, and uh, the shoe for every side of you. And Doja cat is facing off against herself. She's got these hits, and she modeled a dress entirely made of Uno shoes. She is Skechers Skechers first artist in residence. They don't say their name, so maybe I'm right. Maybe it's Skechers. Um, both the company and category are kicking it. Overall, footwear market slipped 3%, but Skechers uh, gained ground with sales up 3%. And um, but um, no sneakers. See sneakers. I knew that wasn't right because Ske uh, Skechers jumped up 10% with their direct to consumer up 20%. So their strongest first quarter ever, and again, I've had I've had a number of shoes from them. Um, very comfy. Uh, <laughs> we stand a lot in church. That's why I got them. We stand for like two hours <laughs> every service. And um, so it's good to have some dark, some dark, comfy shoes. And and they, these guys fit the bill. Okay, quad. Quad first quarter mixed. Some up, some down. Sales are up 3%. Um, net losses are a bit bigger, but EBITDA is up considerably. And uh, earnings per share went from went to $0.15 cents from $0.04 cents in the first quarter of 2022. So pretty good news. You can get that article on WDMA.org. 
you just go there and you you hit join it's in the link um it's in the description link on both uh youtube and on linkedin so just click that link in the description of the of this show uh it's wdma.org slash join and you can join and support our fight or you can uh and and actually you know sign up and pay us a little bit uh which does help pay the rent um or you can uh, subscribe for free and see the articles postcard mania sets quarterly records on pace to break 110 million increases marketing budget 20 percent okay and there's a lot of details in here but one i was on a uh i was on a webinar yesterday with joy Genduza, and she uh talked about how they now mail 190 million postcards a month for their own company and uh in the worst of the pandemic she continued to mail her advisor suggested she not do it as she heads into a potential recession she continues to mail uh with the same pace every week 190 million and mainly to small businesses okay i don't get her postcard i'm gonna have to sign up see what the heck she's sending out that's a lot of postcards that's a lot of considering i think there's about 15 million businesses in america um but she must have multiple multiple names at each business i guess okay and um and she's been growing about that pace overall it was i i actually asked a couple of questions on the webinar and i asked her how come none of her case studies have any real genuine split test results how come none of them show the incremental benefit of mail she basically all of her case studies which i'm sure are formulaic and i'm sure she doesn't write them you know somebody writes them but they basically say this dentist office mailed 5 million pieces and got three new customers worth $6,000 for a 40% ROI or whatever it was. Or, you know, this restaurant mailed 10,000 pieces and got, you know, business up 10%. <clears throat> now, it's just not a valid test. You know, I mean, it's as valid as anybody does in digital. You know, where you give Google some money and you hope that sales go up. Um, but after a while, when they don't, you're afraid to cut it because you don't have an alternative. Well, this is an alternative. Uh, and so I, I raised that question and she said, you know, our customers aren't that sophisticated. We just want them to mail more. And um, and somebody else asked a question about how they hire salespeople. And she said, well, you know, they could be they could be aluminum siding salesmen and or what she say solar 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 salespeople of course it's florida so it actually makes some sense down there i think and uh within six months of training we have them doing fine um but they don't they don't get into the nuances of direct mail and and the the more advanced um advantages because you know these when you're only mailing 5000 pieces it's hard to do a valid even a, even the most basic ab split uh cuz you've only got 2500 in each and there's a lot of chance for um un, unknown skew 
uh, you know, especially if you're mailing geographically, you know, you mail one panel, a little better neighborhood, you don't do the A-B split just right. And you can, you can infer things that are not true because of that. So the best stuff happens with larger mailings. So she says, you know, our salespeople are trained to, to up the mail quantity as much as possible, not to worry about all of the details, uh, but to, you know, ask how you're going to pay for that and get your credit card. And it's a great business model. You know, you can't fault somebody for that. She's not really a printer. She's not, you know, she's really a marketing company. And she's marketing a fixed package, fairly fixed package. And um, and while she offers some omni-channel, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of the next level. Um, she basically is encouraging people just to, to do some mail, uh, try some mail, not really test mail, but, you know, people will get back to her and say things went well, and so then they put that on the website. Okay, and um, Nancy Schenker from Street Fight Mag, which kind of goes with our first commercial with the Skechers commercial. Street Fight Mag. I'm going to look into that. Maybe I'll put that on my list of things to read regularly. But Nancy starts out indicating that she really doesn't, you know, she's not really a direct mail, lifelong direct mail person because she said it never really died. It just went back into its shell during, during the digital advertising boom. Well, not all of us did. You know, some of us just kept going. There wasn't much of a shell for me. I always thought digital was fraudulent and misleading, and I stick with that. <laughs> when people write me on LinkedIn and say, you know, we see you're an agency. We we could help you with your digital advertising. I write back and I, I put digital fraud question mark. <laughs> but anyway, you know, I maybe I do that just to, because I'm jealous. So 58% of marketers have more marketing budget allocated to mail in 2023 than in 2022, right? And a lot of that's postcards, I have to say. Engagement rates uh, can reach, with paper-based marketing, can reach up to 96%. And part of the reason is very few people go to the mailbox, pull everything out, and throw it right in the trash. <laughs> Most people have to at least glance at it as it's going in the trash. You know, you can glance at it and fling them, and then if you see something interesting, you can pull it back out if it isn't, you know, too full of coffee grinds or something. Anyway, so I, yeah, I would say, yeah, really high. You know, you have to engage with it. You have to decide whether you want to throw it out or whether it's a summons or something. Like, can they mail summons or it's a, another uh, another election ballot? <laughs> so total mail volume was about the same. Uh this one I didn't know. I don't really know this one. I don't know where you got this one, uh, Nancy, but I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear from you. I'll tag you in this. Direct mail is rumored to have roots in ancient Egypt. I mean, after all, they did kind of invent paper. I think papyrus was uh, invented in, in Egypt. Um, although, anyway, there's other alternatives. But fast forward to the 1960s when printing technology enabled the industry to scale. Okay. It was kind of a catalog boom going on when I was first coming in at about the in about the late 70s. Um, and this is, you know, kind of a typical article. It could be written by, by uh, ChatGPT that just kind of covers the waterfront. Some advantages of mail are the ability to hyper-personalize messages. 
you know, I think that's overstated. I think personalization is overvalued, uh, including the ability to cost-effectively send mail to just a small handful of people. That's true. In fact, you can, you can, some, some of the best part about mail is it isn't necessarily scalable. You can do, uh, you can do. Here, I got this mailer. I've been meaning to talk about this. This is interesting. I got this mailer that just said circus on it. All over in the, in the. Uh, return address area. It says circus. That's all it says. And there's a picture of an elephant. And it says free circuit ti circus tickets enclosed. Let's see if I missed it already. May 5th. It's tomorrow. Okay. And they sent me. And it was bulky. It was bulky. And they sent me this whole package of, well, these are basically a, a child gets in free if an adult pays full price. Kind of, you know, buy one, get get half price. And I'm sure they hand these out or whatever, but a lot of tickets. And the back side is Spanish and the front side is English. Okay. And uh, then that goes along with it. It's at State Fair Park. There was a brochure in it. It's a very simple mailer, probably a formula that they just changed the, they just changed, oops, I had it upside down. You wouldn't have known. They just changed the, uh, the location probably. But it's not Black Plain. It is, and it's the Triple E. I've been to that a couple times. I remember in first grade going to it in the in the uh, arena. Anyway, um, so you can mail a piece like that geographically, and you know, there's a bunch of tickets. They probably had to hand stamp that or hand stuff it because I don't know of an inserter that will do that. Something like that. It's not bundled. It's not tabbed. It's like they just grabbed a bunch of them and stuck them in envelopes. That must be going out to businesses. Let's see if it's addressed to a business. Miglash Marketing or Current Business. Yeah, total title slug. Sent to someone. When it comes, you hand it to somebody with kids. Okay, so uh, so a lot of things you can, you can vary the content. Whether you have a good reason or not, that's another question. See, notice they don't personalize the name at all. But I was just curious because of the weight. What's in there anyway? It was those tickets. Triggered mail programs use customer data to send paper messages around key life events, which could be expiration dates or, you know, you visited their website uh, or it's time to renew your subscription. Widespread use of QR codes have uh, drives traffic from paper to screen. You know, I really don't see that many. You know, I see them more in restaurants than I see them here, I think. Um, and it's uh, back, boy, this was a, just a few years ago, before it really caught on, way before the pandemic. You know, I asked a, uh, generally a postcard printer, I asked them, you know, have you tested, have you split tested QR codes? And he said, yeah, just putting them on increases the response rate 14%. So if you're doing 100,000, you know, that's... That's 14,000 more orders. Think about that. So anyway, uh, the rise of automated gifting. Companies like Sendozo use cloud-based platforms to enable sales executives and marketers to send messages and treats to, pro to prospects and loyal customers. So there's some automated gift giving, right? You can also do imprinted merchandise. They mentioned Joy Genduza, also founder of Postcard Mania, 20%. Year over year and sales of close to 100 million. 
And Joy says, as humans, our brains are hardwired to process tangible and material stimuli better. Very true. We learned that from Summer Gould. And uh, she says, people are, direct marketers are facing rising postage costs and sustainable business practices that frown on paper waste. But many professionals work from home and may not want their personal mailboxes filled with business communications. But for the multi-location customer, direct mail can effectively add to the marketing mix. Um, the, tr the, the big challenge, the work at home people are a little bit more difficult to get good lists from. Uh, but, you know, if, if you can get lists of people who buy through mail, they're a little more expensive. Test it. Test it. Or you just go with geography if you're a small business uh so ensure your database is clean and there's ways to automatically do that very very inexpensively again call me if you need help with these things think creatively about format and messages it's especially important if you use postcards because um there isn't much there isn't much room for sales on there so you got to think really carefully about balancing the the, the picture to get attention and enough copy to sell. Keep messages simple and direct. Probably the opposite of what I just said. Pay attention to timing. Um, for multi-location brands, more personalized, responsible, local, local experience. Well, I better go. I'm getting to my the end of my voice. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.